Welcome to Snazzy Stories. Put some pepper in thy step and lend an ear to the terrific tales of the past. Welcome to Snazzy Stories. If you would like to keep the storytelling alive, please go to patreon.com slash snazzy stories and donate to my storytelling adventure. Also subscribe to Snazzy Stories Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, many other podcast apps, or go to snazzystories.com. A couple months ago, I was driving home from Salt Lake City and decided to take a detour to check out some historical markers along the way. I was specifically looking for a marker from the Black Hawk War where a family was slaughtered. I was driving through Spanish Fort Canyon, and I came to the ghost town of Thistle. Thistle was founded in 1883, but people had been settling in the area back to the 1840s. Thistle became a bigger town when the railroad became a favored choice of transportation. Thistle held a railroad junction and became a major stop on the Denver and Rio Grande Western Railroad. By 1920, there were 417 people living in Thistle. The town then had a large depot, stores, a post office, saloon, and a schoolhouse. However, when railroad travel dwindled, people began to move away from the town of Thistle. By the early 1970s, the depot was moved to another town and made into a house. The shops and post office disappeared, and by 1983, a mere 50 families remained in the town. In 1983, the costliest landslide in U.S. history took out the tiny town of Thistle. The landslide dammed the Spanish Fork River and cut the rail line that connects Salt Lake City to Denver. A good description of this landslide comes from the Utah Humanities website. Quote, The slide first began to move on Wednesday, April 13th. Employees of the Denver and Rio Grande Western Railroad had been watching the area closely and were surprised to find that the railroad tracks had shifted several inches. Over the next few days, the tracks continued to move, and the surface of Highway 6 started to buckle. By Friday, the road had been closed, and railroad executives had decided to reroute trains going from Salt Lake to Colorado. Now, state and railroad officials could concentrate on keeping the river channel open. Crews dredged the river around the clock, but they were fighting a losing battle. By Sunday, Thistle's fate was sealed. Officials abandoned the idea of keeping the steam bed open. The slide was simply moving too fast for them to keep up with it. Residents were ordered to evacuate, and within a few days, the slide had completely closed off the river, causing water to build up behind the artificial dam and bury the town. Eventually, the railroad and highway reopened away from the slide, but the town of Thistle was never resurrected. It remains a ghost town the worst natural disaster in Utah history, the Thistle mudslide ended up costing the Denver and Rio Grande Western Railroad and state of Utah over $200 million. Unquote. The landslide became at least 1,000 feet wide and 200 feet thick and, mi- and a mile long. This was Utah's largest landslide and still claims that today. All that is left of Thistle is the ghostly remains of rubble from a couple of buildings and a house that is halfway submerged in water. This house has become a testament to the people who lived here and whose history is slowly sinking into the depths of history to be forgotten. As I stopped on my journey to explore this place a bit, I also noticed something else that intrigued me. On the opposite side of the road where the sunken house was located, 
I saw a very tall tree, and on the branches of this tree, people had thrown their shoes onto the branches to hang down. I have heard of shoe trees, but had never seen one before. There was no sign explaining any significance of this shoe tree, but there it stood with hundreds of shoes hanging proudly. And I found it a fitting place for this type of tree. To be where this ghost town has withered away into our history, yet human beings have made another testament to their existence by marking a place in time for themselves on this tree. A tree where our own histories can be seen and traced today by our sneakers. Unfortunately, I didn't have any shoes to toss onto the strong branches, but rest assured I will be making another trip back to do so. But as I stood there lost in thought on the magnificence of this shoe tree, and to me what it represented, a place for people to make their mark in this world, I couldn't help but think of other people who used shoes or prized possessions to mark that they had been here. Past residents of New England used to hide personal possessions in the walls of their homes. During the renovations of historic homes, past people's possessions have been found, and often these treasures are in the form of old shoes. Shoes have been found in chimneys, stairwells, in roofs, and in the walls. But it seems that only one shoe of the pair had been hidden inside the house. These shoes will often vary in sizes, suggesting that each member of the family will donate a shoe to hide in the wall. In one house dating back to 1725, a shoe was found under the floor in an upstairs room. Another house built in 1788 also found some shoes, and another 18th century house where John Hancock and Sam Adams were staying when British soldiers were looking for them, six shoes were found and dated as coming from the 1700s, a box to hold musket cartridges, a shoe buckle, a letter, and a very strange possession, a child's corset was also found. Apparently, this tradition was brought by people from England. The English would also wall up their shoes. Many shoes have been found in English walls dating back to the medieval era. There are a few theories as to why human beings would feel the need to hide a shoe or other trinkets with not really much value in a place that one can never get to. One theory is that this would protect the home from evil spirits. Evil spirits would, of course, find the easiest way to come into the home, like the fireplaces, windows, or doors. Thus, the shoes are most commonly found near those locations in the home. A less sinister theory is that if a person leaves his or her shoe hidden in the house, the owner of the home will always be able to find their way home again. Shoes also symbolize good luck, which may have been why shoes were chosen, to provide good fortune in the home. The shoes that were placed in the home were never new. The shoes that have been found have always been worn out. But from a financial standpoint, shoes used to be handmade and fairly expensive. Shoes were worn as long as possible and patched when needed. But what is more interesting to me is that years of wearing the same shoe would create a mold unique to that person. This brings me to why I find this story so fascinating. I believe hiding shoes in the walls of these homes was a footprint on the home, stamping it as their own. I can remember putting my handprint in cement when we finished our driveway when I was young with the rest of my siblings. It was a mark we placed on our home to let people know we were there and pride in where we lived. The people hiding their shoes in the walls gave them a sense of home. 
giving of themselves to the structure itself may have provided these people with some pride of where they lived, a safe place, a place they could always return to. And human beings crave that feeling. We all want to belong somewhere and know that we always have a place of comfort. Along with a sense of belonging, we want to leave our mark. We want to be remembered for greatness. But sometimes it seems we have to make big, amazing changes that the whole world can see. But in reality, our impact on the world around us is not necessarily the greatness that the entire world can see or knows about. But that doesn't mean we are not a part of this world or that we have not done anything in our lives to make our mark. We may think our lives to be insignificant, hidden to people, or that we will fade out of existence like the town of Thistle. What we may think is just an ordinary day-to-day life can be significant to those we come into contact with. The people who started to throw their shoes onto the branches of the tree in Spanish Fort Canyon decided to make their mark in a ghost town that has been forgotten to many people. Instead of throwing our shoes onto a tree in a big city where more people might see it, But that doesn't mean the owners of these shoes don't exist. They did mark where they had been. Sometimes we might feel hidden, like our history, or our lives don't matter. But we do. We all do. We make our mark in history even when we don't mean to, because we exist. Don't let our stories fade or stay hidden. Boldly let it hang on the strength of a tree. Thank you for listening to Snazzy Stories. Come back again where everyone has a story.